All right, guys. The shot of Tommy. Tom, Tommy. Tommy. Fuck. You're right. an idiot. God. Fuck. 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 Fucking more. Fucking more. I'm so dumb. Not the chuddle. Chuddle. This movie sounds awful. I'm sorry, guys. Surprise. Whoa. Touching butts. Kinky. Creepy pasta. Please. Diana. You can't say Teddy Sweetie three times or else. Don't mention his name. Pastacle. A Ouija version of the stranger. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey. Out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Chuddle the Pod, where two dads and a dweeb take a look at the curiously odd and macabre world of movies, mystery, and history. On today's episode, we perfect our slow walk as we dive into the movie Halloween and get ready for our spooky season as it is. As always, I'm joined by my beautiful co-occupants of the pod. Go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Slasher at Chuddle the Ross and at Chuddle the Sam. How are you gentlemen? tonight Ew. sam uh i said yeah. sam fuck you ross <laughs> <laughs> fuck you man i okay. am go- i'm doing well man thank you for having me thanks I've for being here good i uh i went and saw turnstile at janice and yeah, you did. it was fucking turn awesome it was so good nice. yeah it really was do you recommend out. everyone buy like 300 dollars tickets to see blink 182 and have them open Oh, if you Did can you know, yeah. find them for just three hundred dollars, oh right, go yeah. for it. <laughs> um, yeah, I did find. I saw they were opening for them because Turnstile was like, "Thanks, Blink," and I was like, "Oh, look at that. Yeah. That makes sense. So it be um, worth it." Why? No, but <laughs> especially because you're going to be in a fucking like. Yeah, I know, think exactly, about the size right. of the place you'd be in. You want to be in a like Janice is like a big small venue but Mm -hmm. that's the type of environment you want for any show in my opinion i don't like after going to wu-tang and nas i think i don't really want to go to concerts in venues that big it's just not for me Mm -hmm. but it was awesome it was so much fun i was in the pit most of the time which i couldn't tell you the last goddamn time that's happened i just got drawn you know and everybody there was like it was it was chill and then i i did some new skateboarding tricks that i haven't done before so i'm happy about that too look at you this guy mm-hmm. nice ross oh, you want to tell us how you got thrown up by your <laughs> thrown up on today or uh, i mean i sure <laughs> i can uh, no my... i mean you you had that but i want to hear about salem oh oh yeah <laughs> idea before i got thrown up on i went to salem for my anniversary no, that well, no, not by my wife. My daughter threw up on mm-hmm. me today, but right. this past weekend, your wife, I went to Salem. That's when your wife threw wife, up on you. Yes, oh, threw up right. for your anniversary. Yeah. For your anniversary. For the anniversary. Really wanted. <laughs> yeah, she got so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Salem's fucking great. Yeah, no, it was our uh, five-year wedding anniversary, ten years together, and uh, we booked this. Congratulations! Hey, thanks. Ugh, disgusting um, kidding <laughs> dude salem is a very fun town like like the i mean like even the touristy stuff like what you would think would be kind of like the like super touristy niche things to do mm-hmm. are still actually relatively fun like 
It was. I like, would hope so. The, I mean, that's what cheese. you're there to do, right? <laughs> oh, totally, dude. Like some of the classes, like the like the Witch Museum, and if you're like, it's got that, mm, it's got that good cheese, not bad cheese. Um, mm-hmm. The Satanic Temple was mm-hmm. fantastic, uh, amazing art gallery uh, walk through. The Baphomet statue is fucking uh, it, awe-inspiring to see in, in face to face, and everyone there was fantastic. That was a great. We did also. We did a satanic walking tour. As did well. you get any tchotchkes while you were there? Oh yeah, dude! I got some like I got pendant. Okay, so there was like a marketplace that was like in this town center area. Um, I got like base like you know those baseball pendants. Like mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I got a Salem one. I got a Satan is real one, and then <laughs> this person had a um, Harryhausen. Which I gotta watch Mad God again, but it's basically the cycle. It's like the um, Cyclops from I think like Seven Voyages of Sinbad, but then it just has Harryhausen and just huge fucking words. And my stop uh, stop motion animation heart just melted, and I was like, I need to buy that. Mm, cool. Uh, yeah, tons of great local event. It was just fuck. It was great. It was a great trip. Didn't get possessed. Um, I stayed at the Salem Inn, which is right across from the Witch House, uh, and. Um, uh yeah the, the no weird albums were played backwards uh nobody nobody to my knowledge got possessed did you play died. with the ouija board i did go to the ouija museum and that was awesome i actually got to i didn't play with the ouija but i got to see one that was made out of casket yeah wood from like the early or mid 1800s or something like that freaky yeah they, it was they were made out of caskets or you know it was just like a thing people did and casket makers had extra wood so yeah. I, yeah, the, I found that out and thought that was cool as hell. I was like, I want a fucking casket Ouija board. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I'm doing good. Uh, not much going on as usual. Uh, just, you know, hanging out, chilling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't cat, fucking know. Cat burgling. <laughs> cat burgling. You know, we're recording a little bit later tonight. I'm tired right now. So yeah. I'm going to try to make up for that. I'm going to, I'm going to p- keep, I got to pump myself up again. So I got to, I'll, I'll, I'm ring, pump, I'm, pump, I'm a little pump, bit lower. Pump, I'll, I'll bring it up. Pump, I'll bring it up. Up, up. Not much. I mean, I've been watching. So <laughs> this is going to be very random, but like you'll be scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or something. And you know how they have reels and all those stupid videos that pop up. Yeah. So I was watching those and all of a sudden I've been getting like these ones for like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so confused as to who this is for and what the purpose. It's just like a video of like a young, attractive woman with like an aggressive dude next to her and some other random person walks up and is like, oh, would you get like, do you guys need anything else? Like they're on a plane or something. And then the woman like all of a sudden has like a UV light and just shines it on her arm and it says like, help me or something ridiculous. What? And like like she's like trapped by this man that's next to her or something but mm-hmm. but she had the ability to write in some uv colored invisible right. ink ink and have the uv light and i've seen a few different ones of these happen and then the video just like kind of like ends with like you know the person like getting the woman out of the situation i'm like what's why what did you what did you i clicked it once or i just didn't move away from it like when i was scrolling through and i was like what am i watching here because it's not like instructional something else yeah no it's not it's just weird and then they were like oh you like that shit let me show you this stuff let me show you some more there's a whole genre of videos that are like people saving people videos and a lot of them are set up and fake so yeah. it sounds like that was there's, what you had. There's so many of those. Yeah, I don't understand. I've watched a few. 
Where, like, I, I think I watch them out of curiosity like, of like uh, got like a kid's buying ice cream at an ice cream place <laughs> and the lady's watching the kid because there's these weird dudes watching the kid and then the dudes sort of come up behind the kid and the lady comes in like it's like oh why don't you come in the store real quick or something yeah there's all all kinds of these things I guess it, 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 it's it's fascinating to me because I'm like who is the audience for? I'm very curious as to like who is watching this and why they're watching it. Because obviously it's it's suckers. enough suckers. And are they believing it? They can't. They think it's real. I don't know. I so mean, that- I watched <laughs> them enough to be like, okay, I kind of get what this is. I'm sorry you're going through that, Brian, because that's terrible. Because like, like <laughs> now you, because now like you, there has to be some kind of like minimal anxiety about clicking on any of these apps now. Where you're like, I'm gonna see one. God damn, I'm gonna see one. I don't want to see that. I don't, see I don't want to live in this world. Ah, eh, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. I did this to myself. Day in the so, life, am I right? Mm-hmm. Right. And don't forget, so that's that's all of us, but all of us as a collective, <laughs> don't forget to follow that at Shuttle the Pod on Instagram and Slasher. Don't forget to check out the info below to get into our Discord as well. Also, we have a very, very real Patreon where you can get yes, all sorts of exclusive Shuttle the Pod content, including past episodes that are no longer available stickers special discord titles and much more and speaking of patreon because this is one of the perks of being a patron you're gonna get a shout out so we have to say our our shout outs to our we have two patrons hey Uh, two patrons (laughs) should i say their names i don't know we didn't (laughs) should i have cleared that with them (laughs) maybe so Um, we'll, we'll say this for now shout out to you guys you're awesome. Yeah, you know yes. who you are. <laughs> and then we'll we'll talk we'll about it. We'll check in with you. Yeah, on the, the exclusive Patreon channel that you can get into yes. on Discord. Discord. And that's where it all goes down with the, the We'll call uh, you whatever stuff. name you want us to call you to shout that's out. That's very true. Ex- there we, we go. Just need your yeah. con- we just need your consent. Yeah, and we just need the name. So we'll do it there. And yeah, go ahead. Follow us. Do all that. In case you forget all of this, just go over to Chuttle the Pod. <laughs> I'm really excited about talking about Halloween. Dot com. For all the info you could ever need. And as we said just now, we're going to get into Halloween. But before that, we're going to tweak. We're going to take a quick break. And we're back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsor for those lovely words of encouragement. And as we said before the break, we're going to get right into our main segment for the night. And that is Ross's Video Roundup. Well, hey there, buckaroos. Welcome for another Video Roundup with your pal, Ross. Spoilers ahead. From the Myers House of Horrors comes the cult classic to start an entire genre of gruesome. We're talking about the shape himself, the horror to encompass an entire holiday, John Carpenter's Halloween. The story of a group of girls who gets the worst kind of groupie, a masked marauding maniac who's got a thing for babysitters, an escaped inmate, and a doctor who wants him stopped. Who will be the victim of this Sam Hain slaughter, and who will survive? Grab your pumpkins, pick up your butcher knives, and adorn your Captain Kirk's kiddos, because it's Halloween time. Oof! You gave I have that some ready. Oomph. Oh, Oomph. Gotta, gotta get a little panaz. I mean, it's Halloween, guys. We have to, like, this is, this is it Halloween. Is. Uh, it's Halloween, not the, the holiday. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. Yes. The merchandising. Halloween, it could be the Halloween for someone listening. 
That's I mean, very someone true. probably yeah. could have saved this to listen to the Halloween episode on Halloween. On Halloween. And if the, if you're doing that, Good thank job. you. Have a Snickers bar yeah. or something. If this is Halloween 2026, <laughs> hello oh, to wow. you. Interesting. Whoa. Yes. Hello what, from what the What is past. it like there? Yeah. How did you like our uh, last year's episode on Halloween H2O? Did you feel like that was a good one? I enjoyed Ooh. it. We're <laughs> waiting four years to do that. That's a yeah. little tease. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have to. Like, so, if you want to hear it, you got to keep supporting us so that we can yeah. make it four yeah. years to get to Halloween H two O. That's our promise like, to you. It's like the uh, Pokemon Black or like the Ben Drowns is that we just put it into the universe, so now it has to happen. Like someone, if, if, huh. even if we don't make the episode, someone will make the episode for us. Oh, no, that would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Deep fakes. It's a bunch of impersonators. Um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Dude. Oh, God. All right. So we have John Carpenter's Halloween. Um, do you, I, I know that we've, we kind of had a discussion about uh, off, off, off camera, off mic, uh, about the origins of it. It's kind of convoluted in the fact that, like, we kind of know where when we first saw it, but not really when we first saw it. Michael Myers has just yeah. been this encompassing thing that mm-hmm. we've all just kind of been submerged in since we were born. Whoa. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my. Guys, let's just fucking hop into it. I mean, like, yeah. we, we've get the, oh, man, the intro to this movie gives me goose pimples to this day like mm. the sound like okay so anytime to this day, goose pimples to to this day <laughs> goose pimples um if you're into uh john carpenter in any aspect in any facet you know that this man is the fucking best at scores his scores uh. for his movies are like just so fucking so fucking iconic um, agreed None is, more iconic than the Halloween than, theme. Than the fucking Halloween theme. I mean, to the point where uh, there was a producer, I think I believe it was a producer of this movie, that saw a cut of the film without the score included and was like, man, it's good, but it's not like super scary. And then when she actually saw it in theaters with the score, it scared the shit out of her. Like the yeah, score to this movie really does hold the hand of the cinematography throughout this entire entire movie and i think if you um if you didn't have the score for this i think it'd actually be way less of a movie in my i mean opinion. you do hear it a lot <laughs> yeah that's great though it i there. think it it does a great job of like building tension and the way it builds and rises and falls and everything about it yeah i love it it's also got this like really weird um jarring isn't the right choice of words but the first one comes to mind because I, I had it on headphones there's this like back almost like synth of like ding 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 as the pianos are going and it's oh, super yeah. unnerving like it it's got those fast like hi-hat almost in the back like i can't even do it but yeah it's very so good sort of builds that anxiety and then comes in with the and then you get strings coming in and everything our closing theme which i made and called creepy paper is obviously <laughs> totally inspired by the halloween theme right. you know what i mean i love that dude well and then and we get this in full gusto with the opening title sequence of just the slowly panning into the jack-o'-lantern which like, gives is, you which gives you goose pimples you said now i have to bring all something the pimples, up all the goose right pimples. now just yeah that's just disgusting right term I mean, and i always guy. call them i'm a bump guy i was yeah, those were goose, we yeah. Bumps. yeah goosebumps yeah 
<laughs> I got goosebumps. I didn't get goose pimples. Goose pimple sounds gross. I know someone who said that they would get chicken skin. They could just call it chicken. Oh skin. yeah, chicken skin? I heard that too. Yeah, yeah I that. think I'm about to adopt that now. <laughs> I'm I'm over. I'm for chicken skin over goose pimples. I get just, chicken ugh. boils. Ew. <laughs> I mean, okay, go, 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 chicken pimples. Go, that's fine. It just, it just, it just gets me all flamingo follicles, uh, you know? Like, it's just. Flamingo follicles. All right. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to just keep taking us off track all night, guys. That's my role tonight. No, I, uh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> the first, the first thing that we get, um, oh, after but the intro scene. Oh, I sorry, agree. I love that. I, I love that. It's so. There, it sets the tone in a way somehow with the music and just a slow zoom in with the title card. I was just going to agree with you that that is also iconic with the. Yeah. Well, it's just like, man, just how this movie set up specifically, like we're going to be getting into like the POV shot heard around the world. I mean, like this mm-hmm. intro to Halloween also is as infamous as the score, but we kind of get this like little t- I have to I have to put this on here because I love this fucking little rhyme thing. So there's a bunch of kids chanting before you actually get to the POV shot. So it goes black cats and goblins and broomsticks and ghosts covens of witches with all of their hosts you may think they scare me you're probably right black cats and goblins on halloween night except a bunch of children singing it so it's a little more like uh jovial but also kind of creepy because like you know it's kids one of those creepy. creepy kid songs yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know like we were like oh that was written for children mm-hmm. we all know we all know those we all mm-hmm. know those right so yeah now we're getting uh our assailant uh through the pov now obviously like we've covered uh black christmas with billy's pov kind of like climbing mm-hmm. around at the beginning of that movie mm-hmm. and that's kind of a bigger big influence um but this is the one that like really took that concept and really made it work like right. billy's was good but uh, as we've talked about it's like he's in he's beyond insane like this is mm-hmm. totally two different kinds of insane like he's like talking like it's just right it's like a shaky cam like this basically was like a pov like you strapped it to a puppy's head and then let it loose in a house and, like that was pretty much black christmas like this one is like slow meditative and like ominous. deliberate deliberate exactly so as our assailant is like stalking a babysitter and her boyfriend around a house on halloween night uh, the POV of uh, him grabbing the knife. Uh, also, that hand is Deborah's, by the way, uh, the producer of the film. Deborah Hill. Yes, that is her. That is her hand coming out uh, and going up the stairs. We get a naked Judith brushing her hair, and bam! Just like Psycho, we get the stabathon and the big reveal of just Michael. Blah, 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 blah. And I like the fact that, like, you, you don't. There's none of that in the movie. That's Ross's is, stabbing noise. Stab, 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 stab. Um, we get the big reveal. Yeah, it's her younger brother Michael in a clown outfit mm-hmm. who's like seven years old. Yeah, it's weird because like when you, the initial POV shot, like the way that it's kind of structured, you're not really sure, like obviously who it is but like the way it's shot you're not thinking it's a kid until like obviously she says michael's name which is her kid brother but then the mask reveal when the parents take off the mask and everything like that and you realize like this kid's supposed to be like seven years old is super weird 
Also, I like the fact in pure ICP uh, fashion, he went all stabby in a clown suit. Like, he was predating ICP at this point. ICP probably took a huge note from uh, uh, stabby Michael Myers. <laughs> I have nothing but love for the Juggalos. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not calling, I'm not saying they're stabby. The stabby type of people. It's uh, all Ross. Stab- you know, that, that would actually, be at Chettle the Ross if you want to come at. You know what? I will. I will. I will recant. I'll recant the ICP <laughs> nope. statement. They're not stabby. I'm editing this choppy. part out. I'm just no. They're leaving. choppy. <laughs> no, they're choppy because they're they're hatchet men and women. So they're juggalos and juggalettes, and they're hatchet uh-huh, people. Uh-huh. So it's like it's more. They're, it's they're a hatching, hatching people. <laughs> they're hatching people. Back, keep back pedaling. <laughs> I, I, did i say i dislike juggalos at all i'm just you know no, just saying we then fast forward to dr loomis on his way to pick up mikey from the sanitarium which i feel like under the guise of like a terrible storm sounds like a great idea i like the fact that that in most of these movies, like, well, we've got to go pick up this horrible, I- evil incarnate thing during the storm of the century. I just like the fact that most times, like, wouldn't you just pass it off to, like the next day? Like, wouldn't you just be like, you know what? The weather's really bad. Maybe we shouldn't transport a very lethal person from like point A to point B. I don't know. I don't know the bureaucracy of something like that. I mean, there, there's probably, probably not lines you had to follow. It's, I mean, Who in knows? the real world, it is just a storm and people do stuff during storms all the time. Right? I know. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's just like, that I think is, it's like the risk reward. I mean, I don't know. But at least during the storm, we do actually get a really nice backstory on it. Not him. Yeah. Loomis refers to Michael as it. Uh, Michael hasn't spoken in 15 years and his psychologist wants him locked up forever. Uh, but the hearing is kind of like a legal formality. So he just feels like he has to go through the fucking motions. But to Dr. Loomis, uh, this guy needs to be locked away uh, forever, forever. But jokes on him. The inmates are loose. Uh, they pull up <laughs> to the gate and there are just people with their butts out, just hanging out in moo-moos uh, all on this front yard. I remember thinking that was scary the first time I saw it and thought that would be scary watching it again this time like you're driving to a a mental institution and all of a sudden your headlights is it just a bunch of like white robes wandering around (laughs) in the rain meandering around yeah no it is oh damn it (laughs) (laughs) so as loomis tries to make a collect call spider-man michael myers jumps onto the car and open hand gropes the nurse and then kind of like open po- everything in that is mostly open palm groping and then open palm smashing. Like mm-hmm. it seems like he's really just the, the he's got a very lot of palm strong, work, a lot of palm work, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of palm work, uh, smash, uh, evil's gone and he can drive too, which I, I think know is so funny. It's so oh, yeah. he's a good driver he, and he can mess around he's with that, like full <laughs> really good i mean like uh, observes all the traffic signals it's weird like okay could you me- understand the you- concept of braking quickly to yeah. and still mm-hmm. like Quick breaking uh, like, 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 like oh like, what do you think of this what you say <laughs> yeah that's what You're i thought right. Can you oh, imagine Mars. being the or- <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> after gosh. the breakout and all this kind of stuff being the orderly that gave Michael Myers driving lessons for shits and giggles and be like, <laughs> How did that happen? How did you learn how to drive? Well someone <laughs> must have taught him. That's great. No, not me. Now there's a Halloween story I would watch, like the Michael the guy Myers driving did in there that like a, like a fun coming of age story of like yeah. Yeah. Michael like learning to drive. Yeah, yeah, Loomis who's like just you know horrible to him. He's like, look at this kid, he's evil in the eyes, and then you know 
the the <laughs> janitorial driving, staff or somebody a nurse driving Mr. Myers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd watch that. Oh my god! That's I mean, so yeah, crazy. maybe we can get that film fan film crowdfunded. Made? Yeah, yeah. I think that's- this was the highest quality I had ever seen the movie in before. Um, oh, like really? HD mm-hmm. on the big. 4k tv and stuff i could see the thing in his palm when he smashes the window i hadn't noticed that before <laughs> That's awesome. but i was a little worried because you know sometimes older things when you see them in high definition yeah, they don't look sometimes they don't look so good but yeah, sometimes the older movies awesome. needed the vaseline veneer of a vhs yeah. you know what i mean to like really get to it um, not yeah, like one. what was it, it? great um, still <laughs> there was one that was infamously like, like it was like face off or broken arrow or something like that where you were yes. just seeing like when it first came out on like dvd or blu-ray or something you just saw all the strings and line like everything like, boom mics are in the way and, like, <laughs> i only had those ones on vhs right i mean yeah <laughs> that's where they i didn't i didn't upgrade them <laughs> i'm just oh, waiting for broken like, arrow was a good one though the the, right. the 4k ultra steel book is what you're waiting mm-hmm. for right yeah Exactly. Yeah. Or the VR experience where you're just Laurie Strode the entire time. That would be cool. So obviously fucking Loomis is super bummed out that his murder machine maniac of Myers is gone. Mm-hmm. So now we get current day Pasadena. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I mean, Haddonfield. There you um, go. <laughs> <laughs> with the lone bag of leaves in the yard. I think it's okay. So I think it's amazing. Obviously they filmed a lot of this in Pasadena, but also... They had one bag of leaves for the entire production of this movie. Mm-hmm. And every time they would have to pick all of these leaves up back into the bag and then readjust the shot and then sprinkle them down again. The dedication, whoever was the bag man on the leaves, that that deserves the Oscar. It was a small team. It was, you know, there was, wasn't many people. I forget. I heard the guy interviewed. <laughs> But yeah, he was like one of the prop masters or something. He was like, yeah, I went and gathered a bag and it was like, and that's all we had. So we just reused it whenever we needed them. I was like, you'd have to go around and pick them up. And the pumpkins are squat, like Mexican squashes painted orange or something because it wasn't in season. season. Yeah. (laughs) So that's amazing. So we get introduced to uh, Lori Strode of the Strode Realty Empire uh, walking to school. We also get introduced to the boy wonder himself, Tommy Doyle. So this entire leeway scene where Laurie has to drop off the key to the Myers house. It's now dilapidated. Like it's just the whole house is like windows busted. It's just nobody obviously wants to live in the old Myers house. But wouldn't you know it, uh, one person would. And that's actually Michael Michael Myers. Myers. (laughs) He was was back from from the sanitarium and uh, realizes that his house is going to shit. Property value is just out the window. But he gets a good look at Lori and uh, she kind of like sings a song and goes down the street and we get this fucking sweet shot of Michael's shoulder and him breathing as she slowly walks off. Like all of these weird shoulder shots in this movie, I love like all of just these weird, heavy breathing over the shoulder. I'm watching you. (laughs) Watching you, dude. And like Mm -hmm. all of them are all of them are off putting. Like there's never a scene where the shape is filmed. That like you, it makes him feel like a person, as in like well, and he's the, always just ominously standing or moving or like. That's what's scary about him is he's just like watching you. Like, yeah, because there's two big obviously there's two big keynotes here that like is Michael in this film in the in the uh, ecosystem of this film. Yeah, just um, this movie. Just this movie. Is he the boogeyman? 
you know, I think that's a big question that we're probably going to get, we're going to get into as the movie kind of progresses is that like he, he portrays a human slasher and then we start getting these nodes of like superhuman elements as the movie kind of progresses mm-hmm. that I feel is fucking super weird. And then the biggest argument that we, not the biggest argument, but a big one, the Lori Strode, was she chosen or was it by happenstance? Like, obviously, if we get into different sequels, there's some familial ties. Well, again, I would in. say let's just stick with this stick one. This one. <laughs> but I think it's I, I, I think everybody kind of misses the point of like the, the just the chance of fate. And I obviously they bring it up in the classroom scene. But like she she was the first person that Michael had seen in the house. So like he just attached himself to stalking her. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's fucking that's just the happenstance of just doing something completely normal, like an errand for your dad, could lead to such catastrophic events. Is that in and of itself is fucking horrifying? Is she by herself? Tommy's with her when she Tommy's does it, with right? her. The, so yeah, yeah, it could also be seeing like you know somebody around the same age of his sister, and he was around that age too. Tommy's age, one hundred percent. Because in this movie too, like. He doesn't necessarily, like, obviously he doesn't really get a chance to, like, attack children, but, like, he doesn't really go after (laughs) kids. You know what I mean? Like, from, like, the playground scene where, like, the bully kind of bumps into him, and then, like, even in the house- Oh, yeah, he lets that kid go, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, also, realistically, too, in the, um, at the final scene with the, uh, was it Lindsay? Mm -hmm. And Tommy are hiding in the closet, and then Lori's in the other one. He doesn't even recognize the kids in the house. Like, he's not going after any of them. Mm -hmm. He's beelining it for all of the adults, which is kind of like... Who are also kids. Who are Yes, which are also kids. Just, (laughs) yeah. They're all, yeah, that's true. They're all in high school. Although, I do appreciate in Halloween, in comparison to Nightmare on Elm Street, they're not like... I think they're supposed to be... I think they're seniors at this point. Could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I yeah. thought of them as, I yeah. guess. Instead of like 14, like in Nightmare on Elm Street, which is also in and of right. itself is fucking horrifying. We go back to, you know, we go back to the sanitarium and Loomis has had enough of this red tape bullshit and takes matters into his own hands and heads to Haddonfield. I like the fact that he's basically telling everyone that he's like, okay, this is a really bad idea. Now he's gone. I know exactly where he's going. Well, you can't really say where he's going. Wouldn't you believe the psychologist that's been having this patient for over 15 years that like you would be like, maybe I should take that guy's advice and like, maybe we should send some people out to add. I mean, not if he's never spoken, I guess he's not telling them that, but (laughs) I don't know how Loomis is so cute into what Michael's up to. If he's never talked to him in 15 years. That's very true. (laughs) Well, he he tried, well, it's like he tried rehabilitating him for seven years. Years or and then try to keep him locked up for locked the rest. Away. <laughs> he needs to be locked away. Well, and that's so he belongs in a museum. Okay, so now this also brings up the question: He didn't. He was didn't seem that surprised. Michael could drive. He should have been the most shocked. He was quick to. Yeah, who the hell taught him how to drive? I would have just been and screaming. Like, how would Michael even know how to find his house or? Get gas, I would assume he needed like 50 miles away. Yeah, Um, and he obviously kills that trucker or not trucker, but the guy in the pickup truck. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I there's a few like loose ends on here where it's like, okay, I keep do you think? I I mean, what kind of like things was he allowed to do in the asylum? Was he watching TV? Was he like learning through like 
just like That's watching really and observing what what was he allowed to do within there when he wasn't you know not talking we, to we Dr. Need Loomis. Loomis's, we need Loomis's files. I think that's, we need the, channel the Patreon, we need to figure out where these files are. <laughs> Let's write it. Let's write the prequel. <laughs> Nobody's done the prequel. a prequel. The other prequel, like we were kind of talking about before with kind of like the fates kind of leading them in. Um, They literally, fit, like just, they just talk about it. Uh, The classroom scene. Fate is literally discussed as the killer Michael Myers is sitting across the street stalking Laurie as she's watching him do it. I think that's one of the really key components of like that makes this unsettling for me with Laurie is that she's actively knowing that this person is stalking her. But she either thinks she's like not going crazy, but like she's oh, maybe I'm just seeing things. If I saw the same person that many times in one day, I probably would do a little more than just like, ah. Well, and it keeps disappearing too. You know what I mean? It'd be, I'd be freaked out. But I don't know what I, what would I do? Skills, what could the you do? The ninja skills on this man is just insane. Mm-hmm. Like you blink and he's gone. He's just he dives through hedges. Uh, he's ducking behind car. He just moves the entire car. Or is um, he boogie? Or is that boogeyman skills? Exactly, dude. Maybe he's boogieing. <laughs> he is. He actually dances really quickly to all these spots. That's why they call him the boogeyman. <laughs> the boogeyman. He just dances around. Oh, my God. And I do like, you know, and they even describe it. like, since fate is like one of the four elements, I'm going to guess at this point in the, in the plot of the movie uh, that they're going to cross paths a later on. And spoiler alert i was right you remember thinking that <laughs> well one of the first times i saw it i was like oh man this is not gonna end well and then them talking about fate we're like the kind of that's like the, mm-hmm. the the nail in the coffin where you're like oh, okay so like for anybody in the back who wasn't paying attention this is gonna get really crazy <laughs> uh this movie is just like killer scene after killer scene as a kid the boogeyman's gonna get you scene with tommy like with a smashed pumpkin and stuff like that with the mm-hmm. bullies Dude, it was like, I felt, I feel so, I feel for Tommy so much in this movie, especially the fact when he starts seeing the boogeyman and nobody gives a shit. And they're like, you know, you're just a child. You're not, no, you didn't see that. Mm-hmm. No, but it's like literally across the street. No, 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 he's no, no, no. You didn't, you didn't <laughs> see that. No, you didn't see that. It's weird to say, but I feel like this is a good kids horror movie. <laughs> I like the violent kind of, yeah, there's not a lot of gore. I was saying like this, it. When my kids show interest in horror, this would I feel like this would actually be a great one to start with. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, it also if uh, yes, yeah. if. <laughs> um, hopefully, you know, hopefully. Uh, there are some really good like <laughs> comedy bits sprinkled into this movie too. So, oh like, yeah, it's pretty funny. At yeah, points. <laughs> it's a pretty funny <laughs> movie, dude. I do. Oh man, <laughs> the bully. Uh, him walking into the bully. I think was that scene as a kid scared the shit out of me because it's very few and far between that like you're watching a horror movie where you know the guy the bad guy and you have a kid like bump into him accidentally because i was a clumsy as fuck kid and i used to bump into people all the time and i'm like oh god i could bump into a killer and watch (laughs) where i'm going (laughs) well hey you learned a lesson. Totally. You could bump into a killer, so you, you should watch where you're going. Fucking, you, should, you should watch where you're fucking going, kid. That is um, true. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, but scary, Mike scaring the shit out of that bully was just so fucking good. Also, the scene of the camera in the back seat of the car as he, like, kind of stalks Tommy for a little bit and then drives off. Oh, dude, yeah. These, oh, man. These over-the-shoulder, these those shots... As many of them are sprinkled in this movie, they're all done uniquely. 
So it's not like just the same setup every single time to make it kind of just like boring. Like it's every time you see him and especially in that particular like sense, it's in a different kind of aspect that like it, it still remains fresh the entire time, which I really like. Yeah, every time it's still ominous. It's not like, ah, oh, we get it. He's looking. <laughs> get it, dude. Every time Fine. you're like, oh, what's going to happen? And, and he's just creeping. Fucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so Loomis calls about like 75 miles out of town and discovers Michael's hospital clothes and the matchbook from the car. So earlier on the movie, the Rabbit in Red Lounge uh, matchbook was in the car and he finds it by a bunch of this like you know the, the sanitarium garbs the white sheets and stuff I, <laughs> I guess he wasn't looking hard enough I like the fact that he finds all of these clues but not the completely naked dead man hiding in the grass just that pan over where you just have the mechanic or whatever mm-hmm. like the dude mm. who who previously owned the overalls is just like <laughs> yeah well you know you only need to go so far it's like uh... Up, oh, he was here. Moving on. Hope there's no bodies around here. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's no bodies. I gotta go. Um, oh, guys. All right. So I don't know if uh, between Carrie and Halloween, PJ Soul's character, Linda the cheerleader, in this movie, I just, I dude, I just love her as an actress. It's just such a. She's just so. I don't know. Just bubbly, I guess, but also just like kind of a dick but not really i don't know if there's something about her character in i mean she's a real asshole in carrie but in this one i don't particularly like her in this one either (laughs) (laughs) big big negatory from both aspects Uh, there's i mean she's good at it for sure but oh totally i realized watching this laurie is the only character i really particularly like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> totally sure. well i mean like i mean we also get introduced to annie which is so funny too because annie's the sheriff's daughter but like it's she starts off very innocent and then as the movie progresses she just gets more like kind of just like not blase fair but she's like hey man i gotta go pick up my boyfriend because we got a bang so like i'm gonna be gone for a little bit let's just do this yeah it's hard to pin down again it's a drawback for me in this movie is that other than Lori and kind of Tommy, I guess. I just don't really care for the other girls. Like her friend group. Yeah. Her, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is really funny, though. I mean, like, yeah, because, like, Annie's basically only babysitting so she can bone her boyfriend and she's bummed out because he got himself grounded. Like, I like that's a pinnacle plot point. She's like, I'm only babysitting this kid so I can go. <laughs> God damn. So Lori forgets a book looks back and sees the same car as earlier that she saw outside of the classroom. Speed kills, and as he drives past, uh, we get the great, as Brian said, keen aspect of using brakes adequately to show emotion. Uh, (laughs) He just fucking stops. Also, hilarious. It never struck me. I I don't remember laughing at this part before, but when he drives by and is just like looking at them out the window, I laughed so hard. So I like it really, really struck a chord with me. (laughs) You probably it's just you see him a little bit better in your higher definition now. Like imagine seeing it before. It's probably just a little bit darker. And Everything like the- was so much darker. I I was able to see stuff a lot more now, which I liked because I remember watching it on VHS. There were parts that I was like, I can't really tell what's going on. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, like, especially I remember, at the end in the house where yeah. I didn't have that this time. Oh, dude, I had like a VHS copy. Like I, the la the, the third act of this movie, it was, like I could barely see what was going on. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah, that's because they didn't like have the budget for enough lights. No, yeah, I mean they used <laughs> it was something blue... ridiculous like that. They, they yeah. were like, we could have, you know, made oh, it brighter it so if we had cheap. the budget. Yeah, they, yeah. They, it was three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Yeah, like nothing. And Unbelievable. Like half of, and didn't it wasn't like half of that towards like the cameras or something like that. Yes. And then like, were, <laughs> like yeah. yeah. And Donald Pleasant's got like twenty thousand dollars. Like <laughs> for doing this fucking role. Anyway, that is funny stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's just because. All right, I do like. Okay, so obviously now you've seen the mask. Now the mask is a. Uh, uh, love it uh, jim carrey's amazing it's so good it's just the green is so fantastic it's so good the teeth yeah. on point um <laughs> no what well, we get the michael myers mask in this movie is a uh, uh altered uh captain kirk william shatner mask um now the it was a toss-up between shatner, yeah. shatner or emmett kelly the clown the idea originally was as michael killed his uh, clown as a kid like the reintroduction of Michael Myers again, he still is a clown. So they had like red frilly hair. They had like a white spray painted Emma Kelly, which was like a, a hobo kind of clown at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And like kind of like more clown attire. And that was creepy. And then uh, they spray painted a Captain Kirk mask, white, cut the eye holes and then like Must ripped off the, the sideboards. Yeah. Mess yeah. with the hair, spray painted a bunch of other stuff and then spray painted the hair brown. And um, it creeped everyone out because it's like a person's face, but completely emotionless. Mm-hmm. And it's way creepy it's for them. It's like, yeah, the clown's creepy, but like this is fucking super fucking off-putting. And I, and I, I don't know, it clicked for me because like you see a lot of the the up close shots of Michael Myers, and like it is creepy. But like part of it, I think of the kind of the humor, but also like when you see him stalking from a distance. It just looks like a person. Like, it doesn't look like a person in a mask necessarily until, like, you're up on it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you're seeing it from a distance, you're just seeing a very off-putting man in a jumpsuit. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, but then when you get closer, it's like, holy fucking shit, that's a mask? That's a person's, oh, okay, no, that's fucking so gross. One of the interesting things about the Shatner mask, what, aside from them fucking with it why it doesn't look much like shatner is because it was it was some tv show he was on later on and he had put on weight and stuff and they made took a face mold of him to make some sort of prosthetic and then they ended up using that to to sell halloween masks maybe for that show but they were like wait Mm -hmm. a second we have him will also sell it as a Captain Kirk mask. So it was sold as that, but it wasn't actually him from when he was on the show. It was like yeah. whatever Shatner looked like at the time they decided to make it. Totally. And I love the fact that like, and Don Post is so funny about that because like sometimes you'll see some of these sculptures, especially like the sculpture of this one, where you could see where they literally just like cut the life cast and slapped it on just like a uh, like a domed head. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they even like that's why there's such the pinnacle thing in the cheeks and like towards the jawline and stuff because they just slapped that life mask on. I was like, oh, okay, that'll that that'll that'll work. Right, we did it. <laughs> we did we did it. Um, also, a really fun fact too. Um, when uh, Nick Castle, yeah, Nick Castle, and uh, I think there's like three people that actually play the shape in this film. Carpenter actually plays it as well. 
Um, but the because of the white spray paint on latex, it never cured. So every time Nick Castle took off the mask, he would pluck it by the under bridge of the like the nostrils mm-hmm. up or by the chin. So as the movie progresses, everyone thinks like it's heavier shadows. It's literally the dirt, grime, and dust on their hands pulling the mask and leaving it on the ground the entire time. That gives it the super weird dynamic shading to like the lips and the nose, chin, and the throat. Interesting. Um, Yeah, it's just dirt. It's literally just dirt and dust because spray paint on latex never fully dries. Same thing with like um, parts towards like the hair and the neck. Guys, we get hedge peekaboo and... uh, Okay, so this scene totally fucking got me the first time. I don't know why. Sometimes in movies, it's big jump scares, and then other times, it's the thing that do- that shouldn't scare the shit out of you, just randomly will scare the ever-living bejesus out of me, and Michael Myers' Hedge Peekaboo was one of them, and I can't- really- Oh, I love it. It's so good. <laughs> Classic, iconic. There's a- mm-hmm. Today, a new skateboard, a deck came out from a Death Wish that's- like a painting of that and it says Halloween on it and I might buy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Send me the link. Um, I do, man, like I, I will probably say this a bunch during this, but like the cat and mouse between the two of them throughout this movie is so good. So good. In the fact of like, if this is happening in broad daylight, like, a lot of this movie and the stalking is happening during the day, mm-hmm. which makes it weirder and more fucked up, especially the fact that, like, she's – it's in front of her friend group. Like, Annie's literally sitting sta- – walking next to her when this is happening and then, like, doesn't see it and thinks it's an entirely big ruse, which is – can't even imagine. I can't imagine having an entire day of that and just having fucking weird – Pale face, crazy Myers staring at you and then diving ninja style in bushes. And the entire day, like, I think I'm seeing something. I have no idea if I'm seeing something. This is why you need to approach, if, if this is ever happening to you, you need, just need to, like, run at it with your own knife. <laughs> just scream. Oh. Yes. Resolve oh, yeah. the situation early. Stab first, ask questions later. I think it depends Shut what up. state you're in. Florida, I think you're allowed to do that. We're I don't totally know. totally fine. Um, <laughs> quick, quick little, like, little hype for thing. Uh, Shuttle the Pod is not responsible for listeners grabbing knives and stabbing people in public for no apparent reason. Thank you. We, yeah. I do think that if you uh, are being threatened by someone, you should get rid of that threat and not ignore it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Eliminate okay. the threat. Yes. yes. Sam's yes. words of wisdom for this episode. <laughs> Eliminate the threat at all costs. But what happened? Because he didn't necessarily do anything. Like, okay, off-putting, yes. Illegal, maybe not yet. He does a lot of legal stuff later, including murder. But at this point, if Whoa. you just dove at him and stabbed him. Is it illegal to eat a dog? Uh, as a stray dog? I don't know. I mean, what are the dog laws? In, uh, anybody in Illinois. In, it was okay, the late 70s Anybody listening well. in Illinois. I mean. No, that is very true. Yeah. Oh, but by the way, okay, so the, the, the hedge peekaboo thing that scared the shit out of me, then we actually get the real jump scare, which is by the sheriff. That startle after that is fucking great. Also, the the infamous line, everyone's entitled to one good scare, which mm-hmm. is also like on every like I love the fact that that little tidbit is on most of the merchandising for Halloween. <laughs> well, it's a great tagline for the movie. You know what I mean? Like it's a oh, good yeah. line in the movie, but it works even better as a tagline for a movie called Halloween. That's a scary movie. You know what I mean? Oh, it is dude, perfect. Sure. It's just yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. It writes itself. 
Oh, by the way, I didn't know if you guys knew this, uh, but Michael's also a incredibly compassionate and caring stalker because when Lori gets home, he decided to do all of her white sheets and wash them for her. And he's oh, just putting them on the clothesline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought he was like, this would be a good place to hide. Oh, she saw me. Boogie, 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 boogie. Boogie, 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 boogie. Boogie away. Just go, yeah. Oh, my God. Now, okay, so this, I know we've, I've been talking, this is the, this is the point where I would call the police or my parents. When he's in your backyard, like hanging out between your sheets. sheets. Yeah. Like if I had any future plans. Yeah. Yeah. Like at that point, I, you know, if he's going through my skeevies and he's in the backyard, I'm like, I'm probably, I'm probably just going to call someone at this point just to, just to touch base. Although we do get Annie calling and then having, oh man, her, the, the weird chewing, eating thing where she thinks like it's actually Michael Myers having a cell phone. Like that would be, that's the scream thing that happens in this movie. That's not a scream thing is that she sees the killer outside and then it immediately calls. But like, yeah. that would just mean that Michael would have had to haul ass to the, la- like the nearest landline. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, she going to get it. Annie picks up Lori, and uh, yeah, they spark a doobie, and uh, simultaneously, tisk, tisk. Oh yeah, and they're yeah, they get down. Yeah, they get stoned in this movie, dude. Like cruising around town. The rules aren't set yet. Otherwise, That's that would have killed them both. Also, it's like the sheriff's daughter. Like, I don't think she gives two shits about what she does. I just mean, you know, drug use gets you killed by a slasher. Oh, yeah. You know, this actually a lot of the granddaddy rules were pretty much made during this. Guys, there are a few little tidbits in this movie that, like, just I want to know more information about. The one I do really want to know is the caretaker at the cemetery talking about that cliffhanger hacksaw story is mm-hmm. so good. Is so good. And I like the fact that they never conclude the story. That'll be in our prequel. That will be. Like, yes, dude. But it also really brings up a good point. And they bring it up. Okay, so obviously this is its own isolated thing. But when they bring it up in, I think it's Halloween Kills or Halloween... Uh, 2018. I like the aspect of just the idea of bringing that story to note, like to light, that every every town has a An weird story like this. Oh. Everyone, else, yeah, every town has an Elm Street. No, you're 100 <laughs> right. Where it's like it creates this, like there is this. The, every town has this weird urban legend, or has this weird horrible thing that happened in their town, and like it's not. I like I like diffusing the situation where you're like he's stalking and you have no idea if this guy's a boogeyman or not. And then that notion of like this could happen in any town. And this is just like a crazy guy just in your town stalking people. And that could be in your town, viewer, listener, could be in (laughs) (laughs) anywhere. And I think Mm -hmm. I don't know. I get the heebie jeebies just thinking about shit like that where it's like. Just talking about another completely fucked up random thing. And then it's just so mundane that, like, he doesn't even finish the story. All right, guys. Back to the Doobie Mobile. Oh, yeah. By the way, Judas Headstone stolen. BT dubs. What? Damn kids. Yeah. And he's like, God damn kids over Halloween stealing a 800 pound piece of rock. <laughs> like, I think that's. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah i yeah like i think that's i wouldn't necessarily say damn kids unless they could get like a fucking forklift because like headstones are heavy as shit like i don't Mm -hmm. know like what fucking like middle schoolers are trying to drag that through this open cemetery i've never fucked with a headstone i'm pretty respectful of cemeteries 
I got one by me, and sometimes I'll see people cutting through it. I'm like, that's when they get got, especially on shame. you know. I mean, you know, by the ghosts or mm-hmm. the Myerses. The ghosts, because you haunt wherever your body's buried. I guess so. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you're a ghost, let us know. Back to the Doobie Mobile. So uh, they abruptly gets they abruptly stop their car because they go, "Oh shit, it's my dad!" <laughs> Not only having to deal with your dad high. But also your dad's the goddamn, like, head cop in town. That entire scene was so funny to me. Because it's like, Lori's freaking out, but, like, Annie's totally not and ripped and completely just shit-talking her dad to his face. Kind of just like, what? Huh? What? (laughs) Yeah, sure, whatever, dad. All I could think about was how it would reek of weed if they had just pulled up smoke in that joint. Oh. He knew. He fucking knew. He'd have yeah, there's to. No right? like, there's no way you couldn't. There's no way you couldn't, dude. God, should have like, fucked okay, with him. So, totally. And I just I don't know, that holds whole scene kind of like super fucking funny to me. And then, ah, oh, god damn it, we get Loomis on the street as he fucking pulls up, and Michael is literally right behind him in the car. And drives right past him. Mm-hmm. Fucking priceless. I that scene all the time because he's just like, just kind of like, he's looking everywhere except it fucking right behind him. Yeah, because he, he wouldn't be expecting him to drive a car. Well, he knows he can though. He stole yeah. the car. And he's, and he, and apparently, guess, he, but like, because he drove there. So it's like, I would be looking at the streets for trying to find his fucking car. Yeah, I also like the fact that, that the he... sanitarium, the sanitarium logo is the size of fucking like three yeah. basketballs on the side it's of the, the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, but he doesn't want people to really be aware and look out he just wants to tell the police he just wants to tell the police oh also contrary to popular belief uh ben tramer is introduced in this movie he's murdered in the second one but he's introduced in this movie but he does not appear in any which way shape or form he's mm. just an ominous name name mm-hmm. a crush mm. the crush the crush who accidentally looked exactly like Michael Myers in the second one, except he looked like he licked an electrical outlet. Ben Tramer's mask in the second movie always gets, I like la- audibly laugh out loud every time that kid gets killed. And that's fucked up to say, but his mask is so weird because they decided to like make him look like Michael Myers by just like, we're going to spray paint it kind of silver. And we're going to give him white hair and we're going to make it stick up like Don King. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's outstanding. Michael decides to pull up to the party and these stalking over the shoulder shots are fucking top notch. The behind Michael as he's behind the tree is so good. Like that weird, like pivoting, moving thing as he pulls up to the street. Cause obviously he like pulls up, it's nighttime now. And as he's kind of like getting up to the house and now he's like, just, he's doing that like peekaboo behind the, behind the tree, but you're seeing it from the back end. Okay. Oh, hey, you can't see me. Can you see me? I can see you. Okay, as I said, the party's kind of getting started. So Lori is with Tommy reading King Arthur uh, and probably Tom, like, terrible comic books. I like the fact that they probably couldn't use real comic book names, so they picked the lamest, weirdest comic names. Oh, God, names. yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> Neutron Man and shit. Neutron like, Man. So bad. I mean, like, the writing is kind of, it's actually really good at this movie, except for fucking, like, nobody, like, it's very apparent in that scene, none of them have ever read a comic book at that point. Except the comic that they have is, like, a Howard the Duck. Yes. Like, I don't know if you know, yeah, which is great. It's like, this is fucking amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, So, uh, 
Lori gets a call and it's Annie across the street. She's babysitting a kid named Lindsay and their big ass family dog, Lester. Lester, I love that dog. I'm so mad about that dog murder. Mm. Um, and Lester in this entire movie is losing his shit. And also for fucking good reason, because Michael Myers is surrounding the house. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, like, to, the listen dog. to the dog. Uh, that was another thing that scared me when I was a kid to the point where pretty much my whole life, if my dog starts barking at something and I'm only listening to it, I listen to make sure that it just stops barking and doesn't like whimper or something. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, God. Yeah, because that's uh, especially from this fucking movie. Uh, for like 25 so, years now or however long it's been. <laughs> yeah. You say like, wait. Nope. Okay, the dog farted. It's fine. The shot of Tommy opening the blinds and seeing someone across the street in all of that sweet Michael Myers silhouette goodness is so good. Like, all of, he's just, God, the shape in this movie is so fucking gross and weird. It's, just, it's scary. To me, I realize the thing that scared me most about this movie and that often works for me to be scared is really have knowing having no idea what the other characters are do about to do always afraid that they're about to like jump at you in some way or like do yeah. something because he's just there watching the whole time yes yeah because like uh, the the gag of like trying to like jump out mm-hmm. is what the fuck's going on my computer sorry <laughs> it's fun i have a um meh, it's a dumb question why mm-hmm. is he you you so often interchange michael myers with the shape and i've always known him as that as well but where does that yeah. come from and why is he called that is, is he like the so in the, michael so the, the shape script. myers <laughs> the, the, the shape myers so okay so in the in in the context of this movie michael myers um when you see him like get on top of the car um or like at the end when his like mask gets pulled off like that's michael myers but in the context of this movie, when he has the mask on, that is the shape. Like they refer to him in the script as the shape. I think in the in the credits, he's also referred to as the shape. All it's, the like stage directions, or I don't know what they're called in movies, but essentially all those it'd be like the shape does this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so like when people refer to it, it's in context of the first movie, but in particular, like I I'm assuming it's a, it's it's a deliberate 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 choice, but there's a huge difference between Michael Myers the person and then the shape that he becomes in this film, as in like the shape is what's murdering and killing everyone. Like Michael Myers is just like the the meat suit vessel, and the shape is like the boogeyman. I guess would be the best way to put it. Do they call him Michael? But the script calls him Michael Myers when he's like getting on the car when the mask comes up or something i think so because i I thought i might not be right on that though i thought the script only had people people calling him michael myers like when people are talking that's when it's michael myers but everything in the like directions is just the shape i would have to reread the script i don't know that would be something that (laughs) the hedges by uh, the bushes the the hedges the The shape peeks out from behind a tree the hedge (laughs) the shape but yeah no but i mean that that's where it kind of comes from is that like the shape is like this entity and like kind of reinforcing the fact that michael myers kind of surpasses humanity and becomes like a supernatural creature by the end of this movie at least that's what they're kind of lately to believe but it's also a very big open-ended question because at the end of this movie it's like you kind of have to make your own determination of whether he was a real person or not. A lot of the characters in the movie think he's the actual fucking boogeyman. 
but well, yeah. but as the but as I the viewer, <laughs> you kind of have to make that distinction yourself. You know, I do. Okay, so another really cool, cool thing about this whole when the shit actually starts to hit the fan, I like that all of this stuff is like because Lori's getting stalked the most out of this group, but all of the craziness is happening across the street. So, like, for most of this movie, she's just hanging out watching the thing with Tommy and, like, just, like, carving pumpkins and hanging out. And, like, all the horrendous shit is happening across the street. Yeah, I just thought, I never thought of this before. Maybe he's, you know, he's stalking her, he's in love with her. And so... She does sing that, like, alone He's like a cat. He's like... Look at all these things I killed for you. Like, look, th- look at all your friends. They're dead now. I did this for you. Isn't this great? Look at all these guys. Great. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's again, it's actually kind of a weird thing too. Obviously, about fate is that like she goes across the street to check on her friends, but by the end of it, like, I'm curious if he actually would have gone across the street to get her after all of this insanity, or if he mm. would have just stayed in the house. Like, I know he was stalking her, but I think he, I think Annie with her fucking speed kills pissed him off enough that he's like, okay, no, that's the fucking one I'm killing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the one I'm going after. That's why he slammed on the brakes. So it was to add her to the list. Yeah. <laughs> and he's checking it twice. <laughs> I do. All right. So fucking Annie, Annie. <laughs> so I'm just imagining him slam on the brakes, pull <laughs> out a pad of paper. Rear view mirrors, furiously <laughs> scribbling. Speed kills my ass. <laughs> oh my god and like kind of to mimic what happened uh as a as uh, michael myers as a kid um annie like spills some shit on her so she like conveniently starts getting naked in front of michael myers as he's like watching her which makes him break a potted plant <laughs> which like makes blester the dog kind of just like all right well it has no fear it decides to investigate and unfortunately gets the, a bear hug to de- wait hold on i can't say that I'm sorry, Brian. Lester went to live on a farm for the rest of his life. He took a nap. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I... Yeah, thank you. That's, I yeah, closed my yeah. eyes during that scene, so thanks. Totally. This is the dog killed. I know, it's, I know it's another lost episode, but I feel like any, any canine death from now on, I'm going to heavily buffer for you because in alligator i didn't and that had the most death well, that had like a hundred like, for just the purpose of killing dogs <laughs> yes did it i and didn't I, watch it <laughs> oh my god it's like fucking it's terrible fucking so but i again after after that experience with you i never want you to feel that way again so even if a dog gets like kicked in one of these movies i'm just gonna say he went on a farm to live the rest of perfect. his days in peace perfect thank you <laughs> oh okay so yeah they're also watching the thing on the tv on i think in both houses which mm-hmm. i so fucking love this because it's like a weird future easter egg like he does the, yeah. he does the thing but he does it like fucking he manifested it he's the secret <laughs> yeah i like the fact he's like i'd really like to cut like if i if all right so if this movie does well you see what i got the copyrights for i totally want to redo this movie i thought it was funny this time so the dog part, it always bothered me. I always listened for my own dogs. But this time when she's like, oh, well, maybe he's getting lucky. And then the like shot is like almost like the dog and Mike Myers are having sex. Did you guys <laughs> think that? But the dog Standing spread legs up? on his crotch. Well, I mean. Uh, well, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that right. not. <laughs> so you thought he mounted the dog? Well, the no, dog mounted. 
don't oh, think he actually him. thought that, but right. I, it's not like I thought they were having sex, I mean, but they no, say no, having no, sex, and then it, <laughs> and then it's a <laughs> shot totally where it's like it. that looks like they could be. So I didn't, I didn't come to that, but I understand. I, I could see how you're, but the you're dog did. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dog came to that. Yeah, because did you hear a moan afterwards? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh! You open the door, Sam. <laughs> all right weird, so, one. I, <laughs> weird one you open that door dude um speaking of doors opening and closing and can't fucking open uh the laundry hutch scene is fucking great like comedically i think it's oh, fucking yeah. amazing like she fucking locks herself out she's screaming and Lizzie to fucking do something but she's watching tv and like and then she's like pick up the phone and then the entire time, I just, dude, just Donald Duck in it. And then the fucking, like, her stuck in the window. So it's just like, <laughs> the girl comes in to open the door uh, for her. And it's just fucking knee-high socks and ass just up in the air like, someone, please help me. Please help me. God damn it. And don't you tell a word to anybody about that. And I like the, the first thing that she says to Paul on the phone was that she did. She did have she pants on. She got stuck in a window. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be such a funny thing to be told on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Wait, what? What the fuck is that? Oh, God. All right. So since Annie has to pick up Paul, her booty call, she Donald ducks it across the street and dumps Lindsay off at the Doyle house with Lori. Just the fact of her in, like, a weird coat still has no pants on. Like, wouldn't you just try to find some article of clothes? I guess. You know what I mean? I guess she has, like, a, a the, to the shirt and then the shawl. The old shirt and shawl combo. <laughs> old shirt and shawl combo. Also, it makes a really, really good lead up to Annie having to pick up Paul. I like that most of the deaths in this movie can be like why they don't like check up on people. Obviously, landlines, no one's got a cell phone. But also, like, she's picking up her boyfriend. So, like, it's not out of character for her to not be there for a while. Especially when, like, mm, um, mm-hmm. Linda and Bob show up to the house as well. They just assume that they went out to get a bite to eat and stuff like that. But she didn't. But holy shit, man. Can we talk about this car scene? Yeah. It's, oh, man. So like Actually, so, let's skip this car scene. All right, let's skip it. That's fine. That's <laughs> all right, cool. Um, cool, cool, Such cool. a great buildup. Like, obviously, like, the excuse of her having to leave. Um, and it doesn't raise suspicion that she's, like, gone even at, like, obviously, even after her death. The subtlety of the car being locked and then her running back to get the keys going back to the car trying the handle again without using the keys and it's fucking unlocked like i think it was like the second view like the first time didn't catch that the second time i watched that movie i caught that michael had gotten into the car and i don't I, know if i've ever caught that <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah it's fuck it's weird because like you real because it's such a instantaneous thing like she pulls the car to get in the car and then like you realize that she realizes it the second he springs up like she sits in the car she goes huh and then boom fucking michael comes out and the strangling from behind with that shatner mask is so fucking creepy because now we're getting like heavy breathing fogged up <laughs> this just, is a pretty intense choking i feel like this is a long strangulation and i think he, mm-hmm. she like snaps her neck or cuts her throat i don't you know it's weirdly weird i've never i i don't know how she like i know she dies by like strangulation but then like something happens where like there's like a and like the bah! 
and like her eyes open and then she like fucking hits the horn um it's weird because i think when her body's displayed at the end of the movie i think her throat is cut but i don't think so yeah but i don't you don't really ever see that at the car scene you know what i mean like you just kind of see like a but you don't see like i don't think you see like a knife or anything like that at me the first time i thought he snapped her neck Mm -hmm. also if i was tommy doyle i would need some fucking huge therapy funds after this halloween carrying annie's (laughs) body into the fucking house and he's just like at first he sees the shape he's like oh fuck oh god damn it and then he's playing this weird peekaboo like fucking i'm behind the like curtain trying to like do playtime and then he turns around and then he sees the corpse of one of the babysitters Mm -hmm. that he knows being like frankenstein lulled into this house as he kicks the front door open I would have shit my pants or I just would have booked it. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, Lori's a great babysitter. I would have just hoofed it to the police station. So here's my problem with Tommy, because at this point, he he starts yelling about the boogeyman's being outside or he already had before or whatever, whatever point that he's like yelling about this, that he never once says what he looks like. Like, I don't know. I was just like yeah who's who's out there and he just says the boogeyman well what's he look what like? does he it's look the, the like? book like it, it's the boogeyman I, if you just said some like very pale dude in a jumpsuit like yeah i feel like that would have clicked for totally I think for, <laughs> everyone I think for a little like, bit quicker be like oh maybe yeah. there the weird dude is that's been following me all day is is somebody else that's has actually, seen him now that's and a really good point, this seems he, a little bit more serious because yeah she seems to have like this idea of like i see him but then he's gone like i don't know that's weird but like for someone else to like affirm that but no he's just oh. calling it the boogeyman i don't know he just no no i completely agree with you and i think it's it crazy it, it, honestly yeah like it's Morons. weird like have <laughs> after that statement having children i get response i mean obviously my daughter's like three years old but like through kids, like what do you look like? Well, he look like the he look like a monster, and you're mm-hmm. like, no, 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 describe it to me. It's a monster, and you're like, no, 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 no. I need like take unpack right. that, unpack that statement, and like give me more details. But it's just he looks like the boogeyman. I was like, thinking about that too, but that Tommy seems old enough old. to be he's able to, to right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he should have been able to. <laughs> say something about this say like something fucking please alright so this isn't a big scene but I fucking love this scene where Loomis is outside of the Myers house as the kids are like daring each other to go up to the fucking house and him like whispering like it's gonna get you fucking like, get away get your ass away from that house mm-hmm. and the kids screaming dude the look on Donald Pleasant's face after he does that is one of my like I want I want that as an eight by 10 in my office, like that smirk smile. Cause he's you know so what? happy, but you can have that. I'm going to have that, that Ross. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do, do that. Do it. Picks, are uh, p- picks will be on, uh, at shuttle, the Ross as well. Uh, and, uh, shuttle, mm-hmm. the pod, go over to our discord. You'll find some Ross will, as soon as he gets that frame photo, he'll put it in the discord. <laughs> I absolutely will. I absolutely will. And I'll make two more of them. Uh-huh. And for the first two people that respond to that photo, I'll mail them out to you. There you go. Yeah. Big, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> big time. Big time dropping right now. Speaking of big time partying, the fucking party van shows up and Linda and her boyfriend, Bob, are bringing the beer and they kick the door exactly like Michael Myers did into the Myers murder mansion. 
I know it's Lindsay's house, but I'm just going to call it the Myers Murder Mansion because everyone fucking gets killed in this place. Um, and they do not waste time at all. They are starting on the couch and immediately get eye groped by Michael. You got to be a really horny teenager to have a dude who's like six something in a fucking blue gray jumpsuit with a white mask. And you just miss that dude completely. And just like, all right, we're just going to do some heavy petting on this fucking couch. Hey, hey we've all been there. Am I right? <laughs> I mean, no, just, it, me. Just, just me. Just you. Just you. Yeah. And honestly, it escalates because they realize that the, the Lindsay is sleeping at Laura, at the, the Doyle residence, I believe. So they go full ham inside the master bedroom. And I mean it for. <laughs> sorry. And I mean it for a long time because Bob doesn't last that long. Like this sex scene is like, I don't know if we are catch it at the end of Coitus or Bob literally goes like, hey, I hope hey, so. Hey. Oh, and then it's just a <laughs> cigarette. Like it's. I it's guess a really... I always just assumed it was the end. <laughs> I don't know. Look, right, that's the beginning. We're in trouble, Bob. Look, dude, look on PJ Soul's face. She's like, "Is that? Is that it? Sure." All right. So what I mean, Bob doesn't last long. I'm both meaning it in the sense of sexual completion and the time left on the planet, mm-hmm. uh, because he goes to get beer and is fucking pinned to a wall with a butcher knife. This Bob's death scene is, to me, the 180 in this film that you you start, not start to realize, you drastically realize that the shape of Michael Myers is more than a man. Because, like, lifting another human being up and pinning them to a wall with a fucking butcher knife is almost impossible. Like... The idea I mean, it, of that kind of is it, impossible. It, it is impossible <laughs> it is. with it's what bliss. he did there. That knife was not long enough to go through and pin close. that person to that. It would be it would be board. like beyond the hilt. You know what I mean? Like, and he's stuck like what, like fucking eight inches, like ten inches above the fucking ground. Like he's up on the fucking wall. I mean, it's a great scene. Also, that it contemplation, is. like where he stabs. Oh yeah, him, the turn in the just, head. The turn mm-hmm. in the head where mm-hmm. he's like, oh, it's kind of like his work. holy shit did i just fucking do that (laughs) i think that moment is another one of those infamous iconic moments from this movie dude 100 and like the look he gives after the kill it's like so weird and cool and you're right i mean like when you see a movie like that it's just like so fucking bizarre like not a movie but it's like the scene like that particular scene the first time like that is one of the weirdest most interesting slasher deaths at that time like hands down all right, so fucking yeah, Mike's and Bob the ghost glasses and attire, dude. His Bob the ghost fucking brigade is going, man. <laughs> just the idea of Michael Myers already in a fucking mask and stuff, just putting on a ghost costume mm-hmm. with Bob's glasses is yeah. fucking so good and so scary. Like it's f- so. Here's the interesting thing for me. I always thought it was scary. It was one of the things again. A bunch. This movie scared the, scared me when I I was young enough for it to scare me. I remember this part scaring me. Unlike other parts that I remember scaring me, I thought this was fucking hilarious this time. I was yes. like, look at Michael goofing around as soon as that door swung open. It was like him with <laughs> the sheet and the glasses. It's like, oh, so good, so funny, so good. <laughs> what's funny about it? I think that honestly, I think the presentation's funny, but then it gets more off-putting because he doesn't fucking move. Mm-hmm. Like it just he just keeps I mean, dude, even when um Linda like flashes him 
and then says, see anything like, or like, what's the matter? Can't get your ghost, Bob. I would have chuckled at that. I don't care how many teenagers I killed. Michael Myers does not chuckle. That's what I'm saying. Michael Myers has never chuckled in his life. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) Fucking ever. But dude, like, the ghost sheet is so fucked, though. And I think this is, okay, so again, I'm not harking on other installments, because that's not the point of this. But, like, I think, like, in the Rob Zombie remake, where, like, he fucking hucks the beer at her. Like, I like the fact that in in the original, like, he doesn't give her beer. He doesn't do anything. He just is standing there staring at her. Is mm-hmm. way more creepy than just Michael Myers hucking a six-pack at a teenager. <laughs> I haven't seen the Rob Zombie ones. Um, but oh. the... Yeah, well, to that again, this the scary nature of it to me is that like you're watching with the anticipation something's about to happen. Totally. And like, even when Linda is like kind of just sick of it and goes towards the phone to call Lori, he doesn't like it's obviously he gets her and starts strangling her, but he doesn't like run towards her. He just walks toward like there's no sense of urgency with Michael. Mm -hmm. Myers, And I think that's also really fucked is that like it's not like a Jason Voorhees who's like coming at you full speed with an axe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like fucking Freddy doing his weird crab walk in a dream yeah no it's sort of paced and deliberate and ominous and the the reason he can move so quickly though like seem to move these spaces so fast is because when he dances it's like lightning it's quicksilver absolutely well i think there's michael myers dancing through like time and space not moving (laughs) just 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 phasing he just phases in and out he's actually interdimensional well it's kind of like the 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 planet express ship time and space moves around it i believe is it Uh, it, yes (laughs) that's why it's so he's so fast because he just he just the world goes like centers only when he dances Yes, right. if you will. I do like that during this scene where uh peter souls is all like see anything you like i guess I read the the one of the trivia things was that she was at a screening for this movie, and yeah. during that scene, somebody in the audience shouted out, "Hell yes, I do!" And she thought that was hilarious, but she was dating dating Dennis Quaid at the time, and apparently Dennis Quaid was all like, "You want me to go confront him, and <laughs> like beat this guy up or something?" She's like, "No, no, it's okay, it's just, funny." Just the idea of <laughs> calm Dennis down, Quaid, Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Dennis Quaid picking a fight in a theater. I would pay money to see that, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Careful, he's his nickname's the Quaidiac because he's a maniac. <laughs> shit but dude like all right so uh linda getting strangled by michael myers in this we get that infamous breathing on the phone like the the sheet getting pulled off and then having the shatner mask and then her just being strangled to death is fucking horrifying in and of itself but then picking the phone back up and just having that like that oh they even pick like the weirdest heavy breathing too where it's just like muffled and weird and just well it's because it's through the mask oh yeah like mask mouth breathing Mm -hmm. mask mouth nobody nobody loves mask mouth mask mouth is my smash mouth cover band where (laughs) (laughs) where you're all dressed as michael myers yes exactly playing smash mouth songs playing (laughs) all-star mouth (laughs) right nothing but (laughs) all-star over and over again just non-stop I do okay. I think we've talked about it a little bit before the use of blue light 
in the third act of this film to convey darkness, especially when like the shape is kind of coming in and out of shadows, is fucking amazing. The cinematography at the in general is really good in this movie, but like the night scenes in this are genuinely like eerie and not hokey. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when you're using blue lights, that's a very easy way of making things look very fucking comical. It was nothing looks comical in this. Totally. This was the part that I was most worried about how it was going to look once I realized how good the quality was on the version I was watching. Yeah. And it looked great. I would say I probably liked it better seeing it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, then oh absolutely you know barely being able to tell what's going on <laughs> <laughs> just just seeing smudges move across the scene oh god all right now obviously laurie now getting that really fucking weird phone call and then the hang up and then the breathing dude she goes out of Lindsay's house and goes towards oh no i guess she's uh she goes over to Lindsay's house sorry yes. not from Lindsay's house she goes to Lindsay's house check on her friends big no-no dude the tension of her walking up to the house when we as the viewer know every person in that house is dead except for Michael is so fucked. Like, mm-hmm. you're just sitting there like, oh, God, oh, God damn it. And I think what makes it even more creepier is that Michael cleaned up before Lori got there. So, like, she goes in through the back and that's where Bob got killed. And, like, the body's gone. There's not there. There's not uh, there. That walk, the first time, I think she said it was the first time she saw the movie Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, when she was walking over to that house, a woman in the theater stood up and screamed, don't go in there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, God. Yeah, and her investing in the house is super creepy. But then the lone candlelight upstairs that leads her into the bedroom to the ginormous reveal of the huge Judith Myers death shrine mm-hmm. is so fucked. He's taken his sister's headstone and placed it on the bed right above fucking Anne's, uh, Annie's dead body. And holy fucking shit, peekaboo, Bob out of that closet to this day, every time. I know it's, ha- I know it's coming up every other time fucking Bob gets me. Does he? That's yeah. fun. Bob gets my ghost pretty much every other time. I think it's because he's upside down. And he does that weird, like, swinging rigmarole thing. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so on the opposite end of that, though, um, guys, ah, dude, I think this is the only critique that I have in this movie. Where the fucking Bob is swinging, and then she leans over, and then fucking uh, Linda, PJ, is in the closet, and her eyes are crossed. It's like a comedic, mm-hmm. like, bah! Like, it's... <laughs> It's mm-hmm. the only death, it's the only dead body that looks like it should have cartoon X's on top of the eyes and just like a full tongue out. Well, for me, this, it was a little funny this time. I, who knows how long I've been since I watched Halloween, but I, it was the first time I was like, I found the whole thing kind of amusing, really. I mean, it didn't, <laughs> because it was just like, Michael was like, I put all this together for you. Like, what do you like? It was what the first time I thought of him. Yeah. Thinking of it as him, like I'm going to put together a little murder display for Lori. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird. Cause it's like, yeah, it is make this weird display. Like a seven year old would come up with mm. here. I mean, like an evil seven year old. Yeah. There's something like evil. juvenile about the setup of like all of this. Oh, God damn it, too. So, like, the whole fucking reveal and then, like, her fucking losing her mind and then the shape's face emerging out of the darkness behind her 
mm-hmm. nightmare fuel. I think I remember as a kid seeing that and just audibly like, what the fuck? And then I got yelled for getting for swearing. Did you? No. No, that would never <laughs> don't you fucking Don't you fucking swear. Yeah, right? Come on now. Come on yeah. now. So a quick slash to the arm and a header off of the stairs. Lori is down but not out. She gets pinned in the kitchen but smashes the glass of the door and boogies before Michael can get to her. And she does fucking what any logical person would do. And I fucking love that they do this. She runs up and down the goddamn neighborhood screaming for help. And the fucking asshole neighbors see her, look at her, close the blinds, and turn off the lights. Mm, got it. Yeah. What would you do in that situation? Oh, man. I'd probably pull out my phone and be like, I'm calling the police. <laughs> well, did I tell you guys about the time that I had a girl come to my back door here, screaming yes. and pounding on the door? <laughs> I totally I forgot about this. Yeah, because yeah. it was when we were playing D&D, right? It was around that time. I feel like you told us. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone, so that exact, well, not this exact situation, right, but, but that happened. Essentially, you don't yeah. know what's happening. Yeah. I kind of like opened the door. I was like, uh, <laughs> hold on. And I closed it. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I got on the phone with the cops and got, I then went back out to figure out what was going on. And I think, you know, tried to figure out what was happening, gave her like a glass of water and everything. It was a whole yeah. big situation with like, I still not even clear exactly what the fuck happened, but there was a, a sk- brawl and a scuffle and like people being drugged into cars. Maybe it was it was very wild. What I don't know was supposed to have happened. Like totally. a kidnapping? I don't think so, but it sounded like or that. It abduction? was like unarmed, not unarmed, um, not uniformed cops that like came in and arrested someone real quick and nobody knew what the fuck was going on but there was these other people that were fighting i don't know there was a lot of different little things that were just like oh wow being told because obviously we went out front like you know the cops did eventually come and we're like i don't know what the fuck is going on this (laughs) my next door neighbors have a you know like cameras all around or whatever so they had footage of some of the stuff going on so but the cops kept coming up to me like every time a new fucking cop came they were like so i heard you got some footage i'm like nah dude it's the people next door then another one would come up hey i heard you got some footage nah dude you guys talk to each other it's the person next door (laughs) over here Mm -hmm. no i don't have it but they all came up with like this gusto of like they were gonna get the footage from me see it and solve the case (laughs) i'm like and then and then i think a couple days later i got a phone call i didn't answer it it was from one of the detectives being like, I heard you had some footage about what happened. <laughs> yes, the other. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, that's so that's what I do in the situation. I'd close the door you know and lock it <laughs> and yeah. then call. Yeah. Uh, and then hold on. <laughs> open it again. Get like my a... wife real quick. Hey, uh, honey, <laughs> there's the woman screaming in the backyard. Yeah. I mean, I obviously like, I think first and foremost, again, I would call yeah, immediately call 911 and then. I don't know if I'd let them in or not. To be totally honest, I mean, again, Me person neither. in distress. I well, would I didn't try let to, them you know, in. I probably, I probably like. Well, if they were like, <laughs> someone's coming for me. Please help me. Yeah, I that's... need to get in the house. I guess it would be like I'd probably grab my firearm and then get them in the house. But yeah. be very precautious about the entire thing. Yeah, I'd be worried that it was part of some like the straight scheme yeah, like, to get in the I, house. I was the crazy person. Yes, that's what. That's now. why I closed the door and locked it mm-hmm. <laughs> to figure out what to do before. 
Yeah. Right. I ain't trusting oh, nobody. Well, these people <laughs> didn't do any of that. They didn't call 911. They didn't do they anything. They turned the fucking, lights off. <laughs> they just turned the lights off. Get out of here. All right. So, but then we get back to the shot of Michael fucking briskly walking across the street is fucking great. Cause like he's kind of, all right. So he's got a little more pep in his step now, but he's still like walking. Like it's fast walking, but he's still mm-hmm. kind of just walking. Lori goes into fucking full mama bear mode. She realizes that, like, one of the fucking windows is open. She's, like, told the kids to fucking, like, just, like, <laughs> I just, the her. She's assert- a good babysitter. A fantastic babysitter. Are you kidding me? Like, with a but parent with children, I was like, I, the Lori Strode has hit a very high mark for babysitters <laughs> for me. Yeah, you're, like, interviewing a babysitter now. If there's a masked murderer stalking you. How will you treat the children? <laughs> exactly. If there's a masked intruder, tell me exactly what you'd do. So she starts, I think she starts trying to call 911, and then she's kind of behind the couch. She realizes that, like, the fucking window's open. And then behind the couch, Michael pops up and stabs her, well, stabs the couch. But he tries getting her, stabs mm-hmm. the couch, and we get a fucking knitting needle to the neck. Mm. And oh, yeah. so <laughs> fucking, like... And like how he like I love when he gets wounded because obviously he's still a goddamn mask because he does he's expressionless but just him holding it going like oh fuck like it's, <laughs> it's not like a scream where like like Ghostface gets hit and he does like a fucking Home Alone two like flies in the air and then lands oh yeah you know I mean? oh yeah he's, but this is like but this fool. is like Michael has this weird like oh man I, I guess it's not a great analogy but it's like it's like a western death you know what I mean he's like oh. No, I I like his the blankness about him. The what little we get from him—that's oh one of my favorite things about him, (laughs) dude. One hundred percent, dude. Well, because it just it makes him so ominous. Exactly. Because like because I think and it was very deliberate. Like it leeches how he's shot, how he's presented. You're not supposed to like relate to this person at all or this thing at all. And like by the end of the movie, he's supposed to. It it just this fucking thing. Like you're you you start off the movie, he's a person, and by the end of it, you're in Loomis's camp as like this is a thing. I like it's an it, not a him. Yeah, but I'm I agree, but I Loomis, I just don't know how he got there with Michael. If you killed his sister and he's been locked up forever and hasn't said a word to him, his eyes just got more evil over time. Mm-hmm. That is not a doctor. <laughs> well, okay, what's weird though, and I don't know if, when you see Michael's face at the end of the movie, like he has like black eyes. Like he doesn't have normal looking eyeballs anymore. And I don't know if that's just like a glint. I don't know if that's just like how it's shot because it's super dark. You know what I mean? Because obviously he has like a fucking, he has an eye gouge going on. But like when they do the reveal, like I think when Loomis is like, he has like black eyes, he has like evil eyes. And then you actually see black his eyes. The dog's eyes. <laughs> eyes. Um, he's, he is, he's just Landshark. But when you actually see him, it's like, oh shit. Like he doesn't actually look nor like not normal but like you look at his eyes like okay i all right that makes sense still not not doctor like no not even close and speaking of dr loomis fucking loomis finds priest (laughs) get a goddamn priest uh loomis finds uh the sanitarium car 
um, and is like just lurking around the neighborhood, kind of just looking for Michael. Dude, all right. So Lori heads upstairs to retrieve the kids, determine that it is a okay because I just stabbed this dude in the fucking neck. And of course, the exact same moment that she says that he's coming directly up the stairs because you can't kill the boogeyman. And that is an ongoing thing throughout this movie. You cannot kill the boogeyman. He mm-hmm. is the boogeyman. You cannot fucking kill the boogeyman. Evil lives tonight. <laughs> Evil lives. Uh, and as Michael kind of like looms, Lori kind of tells the kids to like lock the door. She hides herself in a fucking closet. And we get one of the greatest closet scenes in a slasher, I think, uh, I think probably ever. I would say it is the greatest that I'm aware of. Yeah. <laughs> I can I mean, think of a better closet scene in a slasher. From yeah, the 1970s. A lot, I mean, a lot of, I mean, I think a lot of people, no, I mean, like in slashers, I think like they use this trope, but like not, but in all the wrong ways, you know what I mean? Like this one is like between like the the light bulb kind of like swinging around and her screaming in the corner and also just the idea of like MacGyvering the fucking wire coat hanger and then gouging his eyeball is so mm-hmm. fucking good. And then taking well, his love- own knife and stabbing him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love the light, though, the light being off and him like turning it on and her like reaching out to turn it back off. Like, it's great. (laughs) Dude, so, so fucking good. So fucking like this is the pure definition of final girl. I mean, obviously, like this was the term final girl was forged in these earlier films. Mm -hmm. But like Laurie Strode as a final girl is just like this is quintessential it's like the idea of like the innocence and then like in the face of just this terror being able to not only defend herself but defend children too is like so good um all right so i will give let me give michael i mean michael mark gets a lot of credit for me for a lot of different things uh but my favorite things one of my favorite things about him is um the power of his sit-ups this dude is lying down position does this fucking Nosferatu just the front of his torso leaning up and then looking around? That is so gross. It's so gross. Every time that he just like pops, he's just like, it's like he pops up, but it's very slow. Yeah, it's like, uh, all right, we're, we're going to have him sitting, laying down behind you and we're going to need him to get up to, you know, come back to try and get you again, whatever, da, da, da. It's like, yeah. What is the scariest possible way someone could sit up like that? <laughs> it's like, well, if they it's just like kind of nailed it. raised up half their body and turned their head to the side. It's like, yep, good job. We figured it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, oh, God. Just freaky as hell. Obviously, like, and again, also, Lori, such a fucking smart character, tells the kids to go outside and run and scream and fucking get help such a fucking smart move and i will give credit to this movie the fact that there is not okay this movie there's a few movies like this and it's weird that i'm comparing these two movies together but like like new year's evil the characters in these movies make logical smart decisions so i feel even worse when terrible things happen to them you know what I mean? Where it's like you're doing, like Lori's doing in a crazy situation, the smartest, most logical things possible instead of like tropes. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's I, I just mm, so mm, chef's kiss is so, so good. So there's like no idiotic choices. It's just like the characters just succumb to really insanely unfortunate events, which I think actually makes it fucking scarier, honestly. 
So Loomis hears the commotion and comes to the fucking rescue as Lori and Michael are having a fisticuffs hand battle royale at the top of the stairs and we finally get to see his face right before he gets shot and he's fucking weird looking. He's young. Like, it's great because he's like a younger dude. Mm. But like, I think between the eye gouge, but that's what I'm saying, he's got the dope Well, he'd be like, what, 22? Yeah, I think. Yeah, he was seven years old when he got locked up, and then he's been in there for 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, he's younger, and he's just, oh, God. I think it's those, Sam, it's those doll's eyes. The blackest eyes. (laughs) Devil's eyes. (laughs) The devil's eyes. Doll's eyes. (laughs) Those wheat thighs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right. So, oh, yeah, by the way, um, Loomis unloads six rounds center mass before Michael takes a fucking header off of his second story balcony onto the onto the ground and like after six shots stabbed in the chest and stabbed in the neck and eyeball you pretty much think this dude was fucking dead and as Lori says uh you know it's like was that that's the boogeyman and Loomis is like you know what I thought yeah I think I think you're right Mm -hmm. and then he looks out over the railing and Michael's fucking gone gone and just, oh, God, dude. Just, like... To me, the, that kind of confirms the boogeyman thing. He had just got stabbed and stabbed and shot and fell out of a house, and now he disappeared. Like, yeah. it is I, supernatural. Absolutely. Like, I completely agree with you. And what's amazing about this is that it turns from almost like a... Again, like, slashers have this weird precedence where it's like kind it's very in the grain of like true crime you know what i mean Mm -hmm. where it's like really horrible true crime gore slashy shit happens and then this one surpasses that and by the end of it you realize that like you don't know if it's because of like just him just being pure evil or him murdering people but like he surpasses his own humanity and becomes this fucking monster by the end of the movie which is even more terrifying because now he's on the loose he's just gone you know what I mean? In the context of just the first Halloween, can you imagine like watching this entire movie and then fucking he's just gone? And then the end credits are basically like the entire town and all these different locations, and it ends at the old Myers house again with the heavy breathing. Like, I think it's try- kind of to imply that he may have just gone home, but like, oh God, just fucking evil goes home tonight. Halloween's <laughs> over, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I'll I mean, just, I mean, go just, home. just, I'm just gonna go home. I'll see you guys next year. Yeah, the ending with the heavy breathing and the abandoned Myers house at the end was just fantastic, dude. Fucking, and then that's, and then credits roll, dude, and we get the fucking. God, yeah, always a fun watch, dude. I like, you know, like sometimes when going through the repertoire of like. Because you, we, we all have like our Halloween movies that we mm-hmm. watch. You know what I mean? The first Halloween to me, like, do you I've mean Halloween season movies or Halloween franchise movies? Season when you say- movies. Okay. Season movies. Yeah. 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 No, Halloween season movies where it's like this just gets such so good, man. I was like, I, like every time I catch something a little different when I watch it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just always just, I don't know. It's always just a fun ride, dude. Michael, My- the OG Michael Myers. Pfft. 
Nothing beats that. So go ahead and continue with your rating for it then. Yeah. Cool. Ah, 4.5. <laughs> 0.5. Terrible fucking movie. <laughs> this is a move on. Uh, no, five. This is a five. This is a five uh, over. This is like, the, this is the whole hand. This is the entire, this is the entire sanitarium. This is the entire Judith Myers headstone in the grave. Like this is uh, 800 pounds in the grave. Yeah, this is 800 pounds of just pure marbly stone. 800 pounds of fingers in the grave. Yeah, I would give that easily, man. I mean, like this is. I would a, easily give 800 pounds of fingers. fingers. <laughs> There'll be a lot of different people's fingers. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like this is God. This is this is a this is one of the cornerstones. Of conventional horror movies, man. Cornerstones of conventional horror movies. So, Sam, I want to hear about your fingers and how you're going. I bet you would, you dirty, dirty boy. So, interesting. You know, I've seen this movie a bunch, but not as many times as other movies. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. It's, uh, you know, I've, I've probably maybe seen it around 10 times, and that's over... 25 years or so and i i took it differently watching it this time i i there's a lot more like questions i had or issues i had with it because sort of a similar thing happened with uh, nightmare on elm street um where it was like just not there was i saw it differently i guess i have mm-hmm. had a different brain i was watching it with but we'll start at the beginning with my fingers engaging yeah it is engaging that's a one sticky I already talked about how I've been listening for my dogs to not bark, stop barking uh, for 25 years. So, yeah, it's sticky. That's another one. Let's see here. Is it T-shirtable? Absolutely, it's T-shirtable. Is it rewatchable? You're darn tootin' it's rewatchable. And would I recommend it? Eh, I sure would. So, all that is to say, five. All right, that makes perfect sense, and that leaves it up to me. Yeah, what about um, you, bright guy? So, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I don't remember what we've mentioned as much before, but yeah, Halloween was, I mean, I know it's uh, it wasn't big for me growing up. I, I recognize what it is for a lot of people, and I mean, it still kind of sits that way for me. I enjoy it, and I can watch it, but I don't like kind of... I'm sorry, I don't love the franchise <laughs> that, totally. as, no, as mean, much as some of my other ones but i do respect and love what it is and can do and did and all that stuff to it so for Mm -hmm. those reasons i'm giving it five fingers it deserves to be a certified shuttle even that like but maybe it doesn't necessarily like always be the thing for me to do it but i think Mm -hmm. it does deserve that yeah i i agree with you i agree (laughs) this, this is a very this is a very troubled franchise and i think some of these installments sullied Michael Myers for me for a while, but it's like, I feel that the first one, the OG one is like the palate cleanser where I'm like, okay, this is what it's supposed to be like versus sure. like what they try. But I will say it. like, I mean, it was one that just, I guess I, I don't, <laughs> I was a big tough boy. It never frightened <laughs> me or scared me as much yeah. as it did for most people. Sure, I was yeah, kind it of definitely just, scared me when I saw yeah. it. I mean, I was scared, but not to the level that I feel like I get. It was, I want not necessarily hyped, but like 
Again, yeah. maybe I don't. I don't know. Oh, you thought it was going to be scarier than it was. I don't know. Like or going or into just it, like, you're like, all right, fucking Halloween. This is going to be scary. Not even necessarily shit. that. Just like the fact of like maybe even seeing it and afterwards of people talking about how scary it was. Like I didn't understand that scariness that everyone else was feeling. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. No, <laughs> to whatever that means. Well, there it is. There is Halloween for us tonight. So go ahead and jump into our socials and discarded Discord. And don't discard us. Discard and let us Discord. know how you feel about all that. So we're going to go ahead and Certified take a quick shuttle. little break before we go ahead and get into our last segment. Ed Gein. And we're back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsor for those lovely words of encouragement. As we said before the break, we're going to jump into our, our last segment for the night. And I got one from Reddit as usual. So this one is, uh, again, going to money related things. But would you rather ha- earn a dollar for each mistake you make? or earn a cent for every correct thing you do. So a oh, dollar, dollar for each dollar mistake mistakes. I make. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. I think so because it doesn't say or what, f- to what extent the mistake is. And for I mean, each you can correct make, thing I'm, you do, you, like, how do you define that? Does it just mean like I got up and walked across the room and didn't fall over? Are you, dude, are you kidding right, me? Exactly. I, I'd make $3,000 a day just by, by misspelling when I text people. Yeah. And could you purposely miss? Because if it's on purpose, then it's not a mistake. Well, no, it's I'm not trying a mistake. To spell, oh, I'm that's trying true. to yeah. spell like a normal person. I just come out <laughs> looking like an idiot. But like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I might go to the scent thing. But what now, constitutes a correct thing? Exactly. Because exactly. you could yeah. theoretically be doing more correct things and you could force yourself that you could actively be doing something, right? Yes. Int- to do correctly. Intent. Yeah, you can do it with intent. Whereas the other one, you can't do with intent. A mistake exactly. has to be on accident by definition, right? I would think so if it's truly a mistake. Mm. If it's not accidentally on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) I think, yeah, ultimately I would go with a cent per correct thing. Because there's got to be like some weird way to compound that. So if you're correctly doing a correct thing, then aren't you earning like... (laughs) I am correctly doing this the right way. So I'm earning two cents for every action now. I... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And it's like, tough. cause, cause then if you're, cause maybe not if you have like a, uh, not if you're, I guess not thinking about like breathing, you, you're not thinking about breathing. So you are doing that correctly, but like, do you get <laughs> until you die? Do you get, <laughs> or, or <laughs> sorry, I'm just thinking of like breathing in general. So like, are you getting a scent for every breath you take? Cause you're doing that correctly. Your heart's beating. Are you, is that doing it correctly? But like, if right, you exactly. if you cough, is that a mistake? <laughs> like, <do> you, <laughs> but then, or are you coughing correctly? If you cough on purpose. It's not like you're gonna lose money when you make mistakes. You just aren't gonna gain money. But you're exactly. gonna be like fined. I think I'm gonna go with the cent per correct. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. I think I, that's I, the I'm way changing to back. Ha. Huh. All right. This one only has 145 votes, so we're not gonna we're not gonna get a lot of like you know. A lot from it. 103 people went with a dollar per every mistake they do, and 45 people went with a cent for every correct thing they do. So well, that's where we're at. Teach their own. Some people are dumb. No offense, Ross. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he chose the dollar thing, right? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we'll see. He didn't get to work this all out with us. He stepped away from it. Exactly. So we just decided that he's he's dumb and he picked the wrong thing. So mm-hmm. on to the next one. We're going to go ahead and go with uh, Sam. What do I you got did. for us tonight? 
Uh, okay, yeah. So I don't know. You might want to pull out IMDb. It might be helpful for you. Uh, if you recast all the Halloween movies, Michael Myers with Mike Myers characters or a a single Mike Myers character, who would you pick? I think ah, I'm having trouble. I might go the cat in the hat just because I think he'd be the funniest one to see like murder people. St- Standing in the sheets. No, as the shape more. Like, driving by, looking out the window. Uh, uh, but it's the cat in the hat. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. St- coming out from behind a hedge. Oh, man. I would do... Uh, <laughs> I would do the Scottish dad from So I Married an Axe Murderer. Oh, that's good. I don't know. He's got the yeah, big, gla- big glasses. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, Brian knows. I mean... Any of, I mean, I'm I'm going straight towards Austin Powers because that's, I mean, mm-hmm. could you I was Austin or a character? I don't know. I don't ones. know if I wanted to be Austin Powers or any of the Doctor Evil would be fine. But could you like, imagine him walk member fat bastard, dude? Mm-hmm. Him <laughs> fat walk- bastard would be hilarious. Yeah, fucking great. In the sheets, all the all the shape stuff, <laughs> everything. <laughs> Standing out the there, Bob the, dude, the Bob the Ghost scene would just look Bob like he has a napkin his on his head. Well, no, just the sheet on him would look like he has a napkin on oh, his head. That'd be even better for the Cat in the Hat. It'd be like, that'd be good too. It's like top, Super, funny top like hat. Really yeah. tall. Oh, that'd be perfect. That's good. Okay, so it's gonna be Fat Bastard, the Cat in the Hat, and I'm sorry. Oh, you the, said uh, the dad the from dad. So I Married yeah. an Axe Murderer. Mm-hmm. Perfect, perfect. All right, Ross, you're finishing uh, finishing us all off. Okay, gents. Well, I'm kind of taking a keynote from Sam here. We have traveled back in time. Um, we are creating Again? the mask for <laughs> Halloween. Now, here's the caveat. All right, so you can use any celebrity, past or present, to be the new face of Michael Myers. What celebrity would it be? Because it has to be a person. Because obviously, this was like a Captain Kirk mask. This is based off of like a actual person mm-hmm. not like a you know he can't be wearing like a dragon mask or something like that like he's there's got to be a person mm, i guess that really depends on the effect i'm going for part of the reason why they went with that mask was to because it was sort of blank faced and looked just like a very you know ominous yeah so do i want to do that or do i want to go something a little more goofy tough 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 yeah i guess i'll do tom hanks i feel like he's got a pretty plain face <laughs> tom hanks that yeah, I'm going to go the route that would make you could still make it sort of plain and not a recognizable celebrity. Yeah. Do you know, okay. I'll go I'll go his counter. I'm going to go Leonard Nimoy. We'll do a Leonard Nimoy mask. Mm. Ooh, that's really good. There's a um god, there's It would a, have pointy ears. Would it yes. be Leonard Nimoy or <laughs> yeah, would it like be Spock? Spock. Yeah. It would be Spock. <laughs> um Dude, that's such a good one. Uh I think there's actually uh, there's an independent horror movie that came out that they made a Myers style Leonard Nimoy mask. Because when this Kirk mask came out, there was a Spock mask, oh, like I'm a sure. corresponding one. Oh, that's so good. I gotta find I gotta send photos because that's that yeah, that's amazing. That's great. I love that. I'd pick William Defoe because he's got a really fucking weird face. And I just I oh, would love to good. see that just creeping around would he still be sort of blank faced or would he be smiling or i think he, i blank, feel like you need to i think it'd be, be blank faced. i would not have him smiling because he still has those like really pronounced cheeks and like mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like that would just look even creepier and ominous when he's not Gaunt. smiling i mean because yeah. if he's smiling he just looks like the joker right that's sure true. 
Yeah, or, yeah. It would probably How has he like never been the Joker? Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, he literally would make the best Joker. And there you have it. That's our episode for tonight on Halloween and all the goodies within. Uh, we thank you so much for sticking around for this episode and hanging out with us and want to know what you think about all of it. And you know, you know by oh, now. Give us a pumpkin and a kitchen knife. There we pumpkin go. Pumpkin and a kitchen the knife. Emoji for, oh, yeah. um, the emoji. The emoji. The emoji. For the emotion of the, the emoji. Jack o' lantern. Um, yes. So be sure to do that. Where we've been saying before in our socials at Shuttle the Pod on Instagram and Slasher. Jump into our Discord. You can find that down below. Don't forget we have that Patreon where you can support us, 369, because all those tiers are fine. Mm-hmm. And you can get some damn good merch out of all of all of that stuff there. And you know, merch benefits, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> um, we appreciate and anything you can give us. Honestly, the best thing you can do is just listen to us and spread us around to your friends. Rate and review is beautiful thing mm-hmm. to do on Spotify and Apple as well. And don't forget, you can follow Ross at Chuddle the Ross, Sam at Chuddle the Sam, me over at Chuddle the Brian with a why? Cause fuck it on Instagram and Slasher as well. And if you need help getting to any of our places, want to know anything about Chuddle the Pod or how how to get to any of our stuff you know what you can do you can go over to shuttlethepod.com for all the information you could ever need and until next time we'll be waiting Sorry. <laughs> Hit me, baby. Okay, okay, go, go ahead. <laughs> nope, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> I see your hand on the fucking button. Exactly. You're like, I can tell every time because you have your arm bleeding. <laughs> I got nothing going on. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna, yep, I'm gonna walk right <laughs> fucking into it, alright. <laughs> now, Michael in full Bob the Ghost gear. Oh my god, this is so good. So dare <laughs> 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 oh, oh, I couldn't not. Like this no, that was perfect.